welcome to another episode of Screw Me with Sherry and Andy. I'm Andy Bargo, and this is my bestie, Sherry Hardman. We decided to do something. Yeah. Andy Bargo and I will do anything for attention. <laughs> yes, we will. I'll tell you what I did. My nails, my hair, and my nails, my hair. You gotta give yourself credit for all the things you do. I'll tell you what I did earlier, later. Now I don't know when it'll happen. Earlier, 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 earlier. And we're here to discuss uh, my nails, my hair, and... Being the best at no matter what it is that you're doing. Now I don't know when it'll happen. That went really smoothly today. It went really fast. That was excellent. Way to go. Uh, We're getting down. So here we are. I love your background. Thank you. I'm trying something new. I, I thought I'd, you know, I, I'm always jealous of your, I mean, envy. I, 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 I try not to live in jealousy, but I'm like, I always love your background. I, I, I think it looks great. I love you got your brand back there. And I've been thinking about how, what am I going to do with that? And I have these templates that my amazing are my amazing designer brand consultant made for me for Instagram that matched my backgrounds for my website and everything. I thought, why don't I just use those as mm-hmm. a virtual background? And, and Well, it looks like I'm, re- I'm getting ready for it to say, pow. <laughs> I, I know. You know, it's a little, little aside. When, when I did the branding, I specifically, one of the things I said is I like that kind of classic older comic book look. Mm-hmm. And uh, my 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 brand person did such an amazing job because she uh holly she has her own business going now and i'm going to be promoting that soon but I, I i'm not sure if she's ready for me to be putting it all out there so i don't want to overwhelm her with requests from our hundred right. but you know i i everything that i felt like i said contradicted itself because i was like i want something you know comic booky but still professional and modern but but not too trendy and um classic but not outdated and it was just everything was like i want this but, but not that and uh right. I don't know how she pinned me down but i you know with the she's the one who created the logo the brand the look for the website and it is i couldn't be happier with it yeah it really is beautiful she's done a beautiful job and you've done a beautiful job as well it's not all her so well she's given me a lot of homework along the way you know you bring people uh-huh. in for help and then it's Okay, but what do you want for this? And and I need you to give me this so that I can give you that. And it's like, right. Oh, that's why I haven't done this yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, but uh, all of that aside, yeah. So I'm excited to be able to find another use for some of the same same stuff. Today we have a visitor on set. We do. Who's the visitor? Smoky is uh, sleeping in this room now. Okay. After we've had her over a year, she's never slept in here before. I think she finally realized that Noah's not coming back, so this is her bed now. So Taking over, huh? Yeah, so she's hanging out of here with us. I was wondering I if it was a, a four-legged visitor. Yeah, I don't hear any toenails clicking, so it's not one of the dogs. Right. Anyway. Well. What do you got going on? You know, I have got, I just signed up for... September 11th at Dystopian State Brewery, there is a Tacoma Art Market, and I just signed up to have a booth there and sell my wares, so I'll have shirts and books for sale. Cool. And I think that's the only um, thing I have to invite public to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, last week, I got signed up for a, another keynote 
which is a private company gig here at the end of September. It's their annual meeting and I'm going to do a little motivating. So I'm super excited about that. I got a few more gigs on the calendar for the end of the year. And uh, this year is just sweet because not only have I had more gigs than I've ever had for specifically for speaking, but the referrals, the conversations and my ability to close those have been closer together. And mm -hmm. I, I tell people all the time, this is the first year where I really feel like my business is acting more like a business and less like a hobby. Because, you know, you do these right. things like, that's oh, a hobby that kind of pays for itself or hopefully I don't go backwards and right. just, no, you know what? It's uh, it's doing the thing it's supposed to do and it's growing amazingly. I, I just couldn't be happier. So Cool. Yeah. How about you? What you got coming up? Um, well, I'm doing the dope show on Sunday in Spokane. Yes. So I know I have some Spokane peeps, so I'm hoping they'll come out and, uh, check out the show and, of course, Monday is our um, our annual pilgrimage to see the Beach Boys at the Gallup Fair. Oh, so it's yeah. not a gig, but it's a thing that we do every year. So look yeah. for pictures and videos of Andrew rocking out at the Beach Boys concert. And I have to say, I got a sneak peek because I was over there the other day and he was rocking out and dancing to the Beach Boys on YouTube. Yeah. And he just gets into it. It's so awesome. To he see really it. does. He loves the Beach Boys. I mean, I've seen him do that at the club where when the music's playing and he's like starts getting excited, but mm -hmm. when it's like the whole, you know, concert on TV, it's a whole different thing than I can't even imagine in person. And I, the fat girl that I am, am so excited about fair food. Like I'm already like planning what I'm going to eat, you know. Right. But uh, then yeah. Tuesday is the finals of the Comedy Voice. Yeah. At Tacoma Comedy Club. So uh, we've been doing this for, gosh, how many weeks now? Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Since the first the week whole of month of August. Yeah. And we've done some weeks, we've done two shows. And uh, um, so this is the finals. We're down to the final eight. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can name them right off the top of my head. Four of them are from my team. So that should be easy. Ooh, I got Nacelle. I don't know how to say her last name. Nacelle Izell. Let's... I said it wrong. I apologize. Rachel Afjay, Adam Tiller, Reese Green. They're all on my team. Then we have Jess Everett. Mm -hmm. Paul Goodwin. I have okay. an alarm going off in the other room and nobody's here to turn it off. Oh, well, it'll only irritate me. Who are the other two? I gotta look it up because that's not very nice. But um get anybody. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. At least you remembered your team. It's my team that's gonna win, so that's all that really matters. But I don't I don't want to like sound like the other people don't matter. Oh Zach Summerfield and Ty Boyce. Gotcha. So if nothing else, it's just gonna be a really good show. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun. I missed this last one between stuff I had going on and having to work that night, it was just like, I can't quite get there. Knowing that, also knowing that I was gonna have to leave even earlier this last time than before because of some stuff I had set yeah. up. Yeah, well then you're gonna miss who won, so that I would, miss, I would also miss voting. Um, oh, yeah. So. You um, know how they did the voting this time? How did they do uh, that? It was on, on your phone, you text. Oh, that's fun. Text your choices, yeah. So. Okay, I really nice. like. I, sorry. 
I was gonna say that was really nice, but we had to vote for eight. Oh wow, okay. That's so that was weird, right? Yeah, yeah, because before I well, I think did you circle eight or did you circle your top three and then they chose the I think you circled your top three and then they just took the top eight altogether. But I could be wrong, but like uh, when when Richie read the results, he would say, uh, coming in eighth place with 32% of the vote or whatever, you know. Yeah. And so Rachel was number one with 65% of the vote. Wow. That's a big percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. She was crushing it. So that's awesome. Um, Another thing that I really, really appreciated and thought was well done. Uh, which I saw in a couple people's posts was that they had a picture of the comedian with their name behind them while they were doing the set because uh-huh. you know you announce the name and then when you're sitting in the chair you forget who's who yeah so after it was all done while people were were voting they just showed their faces over and over again with their names and I even had a woman come up next to me and like like she needed to get closer so she was really paying attention to yeah. vote so because you had to vote for eight Mm, gotcha which is nice it was it didn't count well and that's a good way to have a control on it so that you know people aren't just like voting in a friend's name Mm -hmm. so that yeah yeah so it was good i think they did a good job with that i can't claim anything to do with that so um all right let's see i want to then the i think i'm well I'll i'll talk about that later um on the ninth i'm doing uh I don't know how to say it. Vinifera in Auburn. Yeah, that's how I've heard it said. Um, and then on the 17th, I'm doing the disabled list. My friend which Nick is, uh, but they're doing like the, uh, it's part of the North, this time it's part of the, I think it's like local sightings film okay. festival. Oh, fun. Yeah, so there's, uh, it's a shorter show. There's only going to be three comedians on it, which normally we have like five or six. Right. So it's like a little bit of a different show. So I'm super excited because it might be people that haven't seen me before. And it's, it's always when fun we do the disabled list, it's often the same people over and over and over again because they're invested in in the idea of the show. Right. But then I always feel like, have you seen me 600 times? Right. I well, only you have, have. You have the community there that it's, you know, hey, we're here to make sure this thing happens. So. Mm-hmm. so there might be like a little variety in the audience so that'll be cool and then later on this month i'm heading to austin for a weekend very cool so i'm excited about that and then i'm going through my whole month because there's i was gonna not... say are, are we going the whole year here? i'm going the whole month just shut up there's okay. only one more uh and then <laughs> i'm doing uh what's it called is it lost woods uh that's narin show in buckley yeah lost woods brewing yeah Yeah. so i'll be doing that show so that is my september nice yeah and i'm going to do this every week until september's over great (laughs) excited for you Uh, i just think you'll get a break when i'm in austin okay okay so sherry's away the rest of us will play Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, that that's cool. Uh, Vinifera, my my friend Nicola, who I just had on my podcast a few weeks ago, she's a singer songwriter, musician, amazing. She she just played there last night, and that's that's a great room. I uh, I've been there before, like last summer, but they were doing it outside then. I don't think this okay. is outside, but uh, I had a blast there, and 
actually oh. saw someone that I went to high school with there. Very cool. The show or one of my girlfriends from high school. So that was fun. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I, that's a special story. And I appreciate you sharing that with us today. If we were alone together right now, I'd be doing shoving my tits in your face. But here we are. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's very cool. I um, It's so cool to see someone. I, I was just talking to somebody today and they were asking about how it was going with you. And I was like, she is, her comedy career is on fire. I'll tell you, my, um, my daughter-in-law saw your... She said she saw it on um, Snapchat, like a Snapchat, and you were in your scooter, and she said that my Own Your Awkward sticker was on it, and I don't know, maybe someone shared it or something. I didn't know if you were on Snapchat, but it was like a... Maybe it was on TikTok, because I don't do Snapchat. Well, yeah, that's what I said. I didn't think you did Snapchat, but maybe someone shared the TikTok to Snapchat, because that, that does happen. Could be. It was, it's the one where uh, when we were going to that show. Yeah, that's what I thought it probably was. Because uh, she said she saw you and she was asking how it was going. I said, oh, her, her comedy career is on fire. I mean, I said, just tune in today and you'll hear her entire month of September and you will know. <laughs> but I said, you just got back from a comedy festival and I'm sure that you're going to want to tell us a little about that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that already. You just had a show on Monday at Otter, too. There's. We did. There's... I thought that was a fun show, didn't you? I really thought that was a fun show. It was it was quirky. It fit the brand. It was a fun group of comedians and a, and a great room and some repeat customers. Yeah, we did odd, odd comedy at Odd Otter. Yes. And we had Amy Eight, Levi Manis, Kayla, Kayla Ruth, and Emmett Montgomery. Oh, very unique voices in comedy. Mm hmm. And uh, it was kind of funny because here, here's the thing. You know that one couple, that gay, I, I'm assuming they were a gay couple. Maybe they were just two gay men, but they were, maybe they weren't even gay, but. Were they sitting at the bar having pizza? No. Oh, oh, the two guys that were up in the front row. Yeah, right. I thought they could be a couple. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But they said. The people they had... that could be a gay, they could, they were passable as a gay couple. Yeah, that's just my assumption. They were. They said they had seen me at Nate's before, right? Okay, yeah. Well, I thought about them because, you know how I've told you that that fact that I read that uh, when, like, when you're watching a comedy show, when you think something is funny, you always look to the person. Oh, yeah. That you feel closest to, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you're if it was you and I, we would look at each other a lot. Well, oh well, that was funny, you know. Well, right. one of the guys just kept looking at me oh. when it was funny. So I was like, that's weird. But I think it was just because because he'd seen you before. I don't know why. It was just interesting that he's sitting there with his friend and he kept turning around, I guess just to check with me if I thought it was funny. I don't know, but it was interesting. Um and I thought it was all funny because it was all, I like weird and quirky stuff. I well, and the other thing that was so fun about that, that particular show was that every comedian had such a different style of the way they told their jokes. Some were super quirky and a little more energetic. Some, you know, you get Levi up there uh -huh. and he's like so slow and dry at, that you're like waiting for the, the punchline. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, the delivery is the punchline, you know, and it's, right. it's hilarious. But um, yeah, and then you get Emmett just telling his stories in a self-discovery way, which is just awesome. I love Emmett because I, I'm not always sure what's going to come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I know Emmett pretty much as a clean comedian and he, you know, he, he polices, I don't want to say he polices me. He encourages me not to do anything that's not politically correct. Like he's very careful with his words. That's what it is. He's very careful with his words. So when he does something like that whole Santa bit, it's so bizarre and weird and just uh, like you would, I can't imagine that coming out of anybody else's mouth. It's really brilliant. I just love him. It's just so weird, but not so weird that you're like, what the hell's wrong with that guy? Like you might think about Levi, <laughs> you know, like if you didn't know him, you yeah. know, well, it's just a whole day. It's all, they were all different kinds of weird. The other thing with the sugar plum Gary, which is the Santa thing mm-hmm. that Emmett does. I really appreciate it. Cause I know how hard this is to do. And I don't know if people in the audience always really pick up on it, but he did that whole bit without a microphone in a bar setting that has a lot of noise sometimes and could totally pull it off with captivating the entire room without even needing the microphone to entertain Uh everyone there and actually while he's changing his clothes yeah right yeah yeah no he's great so that was fun i really enjoyed that show i love our shows at odd otter because um, there's this guy that like uh, you know works there that like kind of lets me do whatever I want within Jeez. reason. So I really appreciate him, and uh, you know that gives me a little bit of creativity. Like, oh, that's you know, what do you think about this? And then oh. we can try different things. You know, and it's a great way to take a risk and and find out what will and won't work in different situations, and if it may work for that room and not another room and it might not work there but work somewhere else but at least you get a starting point to then play around with and say oh well i want to try that somewhere else but based on this i want to you know tweak it or whatever but right now i do i do wish sometimes we had bigger numbers of audience but it is a monday night yeah and monday night is just let's be honest it's not the best night for comedy but for a monday night we get a pretty damn good crowd sometimes yeah we do yeah, yeah. so i'm I'm happy with how it's going yeah i'm oh the kitty cat yeah. wants out of the room yeah you want next out? show coming up at the end of september is going to be another unmentionables so that will be fun yes which it's is so fun because we haven't done that we were doing it every other month and it's been a couple months now because of the special shows right right and we have bo blast headlining which is going to be fun he always bring i'm letting the cat out so okay well i'll entertain you guys while sherry takes care of her pussy so (laughs) i well she can't hear me talking about her uh we're gonna i'm on a show now I just opened the door to let the cat out. Okay, now the door. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> welcome back. Let's let's hear about Tulsa. Tulsa. Well, first of all, it was the first time I've ever gone on a trip where I had to transfer flights. Wow. Okay. I was super nervous about that for several reasons. 
And I know a lot of people um, ask me questions about how I travel with my scooter and stuff. So I might be giving like too much information here, but I fly Southwest because I, they give me two seats. And if you're fat and want to know how to get your second seat, get at me and I'll tell you. And it's free. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I'm worse. And I bring my scooter. And I, what I do is you have to have it tagged and you have pull up to right before and you have to walk in the door and go get your seat. They come and get it. They take it down and put it underneath. Whenever you arrive where you're at, it takes quite a while for that to come back up. Okay. So I was just worried about the lag time that it was gonna, but luckily, you know, I mean, they know what they're doing. They put the two gates right next to each other, fairly close to each other. So it wasn't, so anyway, it was super easy. Well, which, it makes sense because if you have a celebrity on board, you want to arrange your flight patterns. Right. For that. Uh, but the thing is, is that like other airports are not like SeaTac. Right. I mean, some are, but like Denver is just, there's like, there's it felt views. like there's nobody there. There's no one here. It's just empty and open. And there's all this space and there's not like a big congregation of people at a gate, you know? Right. And so it was really easy to get around. It was easy to switch flights. Um, I had great transportation. I had the same guy that picked me up and, and took me back to the airport. So nice. like all that went seamlessly, except they, they lost my basket that goes on the front of my scooter. And uh, attached to my basket is my cup holder, which we know Sherry likes to put her drinks in there. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah. I couldn't drive around with a drink at all because I had nowhere to put it. So uh, they finally found my basket and brought it to me. But as for the festival itself, um, everyone was so nice. Just so, so nice. Every comedian that I met was really nice and welcoming and uh, you know, one of the guys, they were all like, a lot of them were like, oh, oh, your submission tape was so funny. I'm like, how many people watched it? Like, who was on this committee? Because there were so many people that said that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I really wanted, the big thing I really wanted was to meet Rory Scovel because I've developed like a fascination with him. Right. And like since Noah died, um, that was one of the first things I did in the first few days after Noah died when I was just crying and crying and crying. And finally, you just can't cry anymore for a while. So I would put on uh, Rory's comedy specials and watch them, even if it was just little bits at a time. Yeah. And just he really got me through those first that first week was just mm -hmm. watching Rory's stuff. Everything I found was funny. Like everything I found was funny, you know. Yeah, it wasn't a bomb in the bunch. And um, so I really wanted to tell him that that just was important to me to say, I just want you to know that you got me through my son's death. What you know? Yeah. And so I, I was there with. Uh, and, and you were weren't you on a show with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So before the show, I was with that guy that I can't think of his name right now that took me all over and gave me presents and stuff. God, I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Tulsa. Yeah, let's call him that. Um, I don't, I'm brain farting and I don't have his card right here. So he was so nice too, so I feel bad. But um, 
He goes, oh, there's Rory. And then he called Rory out and said, oh, this is Sherry Hardman. She's going to be on the show with you. And I was able to tell Roy what I wanted to tell him. And he was so nice and so genuine. He looked me right in the eye and he smiled and he was nice and he listened. And I got to rub his arm and it was really soft. And, <laughs> and he's way more handsome in person, like unbelievably handsome. And uh, wow. And he, and, he, and he leaned down and gave me a big hug. And that was initiated by him. Like, I didn't say, can I have a hug? He, like, hugged me. Mm-hmm. So I felt really good about that. I didn't get to see him again after that, except on stage, which he killed, of course. Yeah. Um, I had a great set. All I heard after was, I wish you would have been on longer. Mm-hmm. So that was really, if I had a complaint about the festival, is that I didn't get enough time on stage. Sure. So... Um, but other than that, everybody was not, and Tulsa is hot as hell. It's just a, it's a kind of heat that just sits on you. Mm -hmm. It's not like a Vegas heat that's just hot and crisp, you know, it was just like, and it's not like a Georgia heat where you're just sweating your ass off. It's just this oppressive, ooh, heat. (laughs) I like how you have all the heats, like this kind of heat and that kind of heat and that kind of heat. I, uh, I didn't like that at all. I stayed in a lot. That's fair. But it was a great time. I I would highly recommend it. You know, I mean, it's a it's a ways to go and um, all that. But they they were really nice and really kind to me. And they had like uh, get-togethers and um, you know, well, like di- dinner for us and everything. So when every time you go to a different area, go to a different event, even if it's local you expand your your reach in your community and you just add a couple more people here and there that are now right. resources and connections and that you can be a resource to as well. Right. And then you can get on your podcast and forget what their names are and look like an asshole like I just did. So it's true. That also can sometimes <laughs> happen. <laughs> yeah. So I know it was great. And uh, so I'm looking forward to going out to Austin this month too. Just And then next month, I'm going to Vegas, so uh, I need a lot of work right now. Let's just say I need a full calendar of paid gigs to help me with all this travel. Now, I will say that I am in that same boat because I have travel lined up for February and March uh, for uh, conferences that that are involved in the speaking side of my business, and I can't wait. I'm going to go to Chicago in February, and I'm going to go to Tampa in March. And uh, I just need to make sure I bring in some work to keep mm-hmm. the lights on, the bills paid, and the tickets paid for. <laughs> so, yeah, but so I'm Andy, Andy and I are for sale or rent or whatever. Are and we can work out a package deal. Okay. We we do it all the time. <laughs> and it is coming up to Christmas party, entertainment season, end of the year parties, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Let me tell you, when you're old. You should probably quit wearing red lipstick or lip gloss. Oh, really? Well, because when you get old, your lips get those cracks and then the stuff seeps out. Oh, gosh. And then the next thing you know, you got it all over your face. And so it sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you know on Zoom, you can actually do virtual lips? Really? Yeah. You can go to, um, in the virtual backgrounds, you can go, 
choose virtual background and then you can go video filters and you could do avatar things and I could I could be a fox and I could be hey Sherry how are you put my hands up in the air and wave them around and talk like Isn't you just don't weird? care yeah yeah well uh, that, that's great Andy we are grown people I'm not gonna do that but thank you I mean there you go <laughs> goes really well with your mustache thank you <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how do I get this off of here? <laughs> um, none. Anyway, I stumbled upon that on accident the other day and I was just like, oh, this is interesting. And <laughs> like you're trying to turn Zoom into Snapchat. But one of the things said like eyebrows and eyelash or lips. And oh, hmm. well, either that or I could just properly apply my lip color. So do you always have to take the tissue and go? No. My mom always doing that when I was young. Well, it's kind of just so you have it and don't have any like big globs of it or whatever. But... Oh, okay. So there's a purpose behind that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just to kind of set it. Can I just say? Yeah. Something about what I want to, uh, what I would like to talk about. And I'm going to have to be a little bit cryptic here. Okay. I don't have to be, but I choose to be. Today, I'm really fed up with drug addicts and people who are just inconsistent and unreliable and um, having to deal with people who are fake and lying about who they are is really wearing on me. And hopefully I will be done dealing with these kind of people. Um, but I have to also realize that my, my son was a drug user so he fell into this and he's surrounded by people who all do drugs and pretend like they don't and think that I'm stupid and I don't know what their lifestyle is really all about. And they try to act like they're something else. And they're not close enough in my life that I'm really equipped to have these conversations with them. I really just want to be done with them, you know? Yeah. And I know they're human beings and blah, 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 but fuck, man, I'm so sick of it. Today, especially, it kind of ruined my day. I mean, I know, you know, typically I would say it can only ruin your day if you let it. But I think like in a grieving situation, <clears throat> and I'm not getting ready to cry, but there's just something weird in my throat when in a grieving situation you're just going to have days that are just going to be fucked up it's not a choice that you made it's just shit's happening that's way out of your control yeah and so i'm having to wrap up some business and i'm just having to deal with unsavory people and um i don't like it well i i that that would get old you know just and it would get old quick and it's it's tough too because like you said these are people that were in someone's life who you love very much and so it's and this is on a much smaller scale or much less serious scale i guess but you know it's like when you have that friend like you have a friend you really care about and they just have these friends that drive you nuts but you still mm -hmm. want to be a friend you still want to have you're like are they gonna bring sherry you know it's just like like whatever right. it is when right and 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 like you said, 
those people are not in your life enough to have to, to be like, look, I don't owe you helping you fix your life. I don't owe you any explanations on how much I'm going to be in your life or not, but you just get to a point where when it's dragging right. you down, it's like, can we just be done here? Right. Well, and you know, with, uh, you know, being in, in codependence anonymous as many years as I have, which I don't think I like celebrated my birthday this year in mm. CODA, but I think I'm at 17 years. Mm. So, wow. you know, a good part of that is distancing myself from people who are addicted. Oh, sure. But I'm having to deal with business like my son's car, for example, and mm. having to figure out what to do with it and, you know, bills and just making sure all his business is done and taken care of. So I'm right. having to deal with people that, uh, you know, I don't really want to deal with. So, but I find that like um, when someone's unreliable, that's one thing I love about you, Andy, is if I say, can you do this for me? Or will, can you be there on Thursday? If you say you're going to be there, you're always fucking there. And <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people aren't, aren't like that, you know? And so, and, and, but it's just like, what the thing about those kind of people that don't show up for you is that they always have these dumb excuses. Mm, right. And they expect you to believe them and you just have to, what's the point in calling them out and saying, I know that's bullshit. Yeah. There's no point in arguing that, but it's just like, like, you really think I'm that stupid is what I want to say. Yeah. It's like, look, I wasn't born yesterday. I know the game we're playing here. You're not fooling me. But at the same time, it's not worth the energy to have that dialogue. You're going to be met with a, more proof, more excuses, more stuff. And it's just because that's the reaction. That's that's the way that's the game in their head. Right. And, um, I was just talking to somebody, similar situation. Um, talking to somebody that we both now I have to talk cryptically so me and this person have someone that we very much care about that we have a lot of care for this person has a lot of addiction type issues that get in the way of their health and and I said you know they're not they're not lying to anybody other than themselves like when they're telling us these things of what's going on they believe that's that they are, you know, that, oh, it's not that much, or it's just this, or I don't do this that much. It's not like they are trying to paint it in the best light, but bigger than that, that's what they've convinced themselves. And so it also makes it easy for them to keep saying that thing. So if you argue with them and say, no, not really, they're like, they're, they believe it so passionately that I think they would pass lie detector tests because in their <laughs> mind, that's the situation. But, um, but then you have to say, okay, well, how invested am I in this person to like, like I've gone on dates where I've left thinking, okay, that wasn't worth the hour. Come to think of it, it wasn't even worth the 15 minutes to get ready to go to spend the hour together. Mm. And I've, and I've had to get better at filtering out the date situation and being like, okay, if I, you know, let's make sure we know that first, but it's like that, like, is it even worth the conversation? with this person that's why i see i see unreliability as a big uh i don't want to say trigger but just as a if i notice that someone is unreliable that's probably the first thing that's going to keep me away from them right you know 
I just realized that my mic was on the floor across the room. <laughs> oh, really? So hopefully you could hear me this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is very much like, I think we all have those things. And I, I believe that all of those characteristics, they all play together. Like whether it's trust or reliability, it's those same virtues that we may find a different way to say, well, I, I like the reliability in someone or I like the authenticity or whatever that thing is. But it, it all comes down to that whole package of someone being someone that we can count on. Right. And if I see those inconsistencies, not really instant inconsistencies, but like someone that's always like, oh, let's get together. But you're like, oh, sure. And then you make the and they never show up. Yeah. They always have a reason that they're sick or their car doesn't work or something. So much so that you know, you just let them pick a day and you say, mm-hmm. And you right. don't even write it down because you know they're going to cancel. You know, yeah. it's like sometimes those good. relationships are with people that you've known for so long that right. they're just in your life because they've been there for so long. Mm -hmm. And you can have a perfectly fine time when it does happen, but you also have to know, okay, with this particular person, I'm not going to cancel other plans or put my life on hold. And if they text me that morning saying, hey, we still on, then great. But I'm not going to be the one texting you saying, hey, I'm just making sure we're still meeting this day at this time. Right. And then listen to your excuse again. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's been times where I've been that guy because of wherever I'm at in life where I haven't been as reliable or I haven't had my stuff together or I've taken on too much is what happens a lot with me. And I've had to learn to say no because I've tried to say right. yes to everybody and then right. I'm late right. for this one and can't quite get that done. And um but yeah, it gets old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. So there's that. And I um I, on that front, though, I would say, so I have this thing I call the incons. The incons are my most, my biggest pet peeves with people. And it's inconsistencies and inconsiderations. It's like mm -hmm. you're inconsiderate of people and you, you know, don't just little things like not holding the door, paying attention, standing in the aisle in the middle and not even noticing that people need to get around you. Like all those just or being standing in front aware. of somebody in a wheelchair that's trying to watch a show. Yeah inconsiderate that's yeah. one and then the inconsistency where people are just way one way then way the other then uh you know i'll lit up about this and then you know, like that those are the things that just drive me crazy yeah. and um, but it's all about self-awareness and consideration well and sometimes too like i gotta say right now i'm probably not a very good friend i can't i can't be right now um I can do my best, but I, I sometimes I can't even get through the day. Or I can't even, you know, like I, I'm, I'm trying. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like my kid died over a month ago. It feels like it was just last week. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's going by so fast in a, but not in a good way, you know. Right. And it's just like I can't. I tried at first, like to like meet people and hang out with them that wanted to talk or, but. I just, I can't be there for anyone except myself and my family right now. And that's just, um, I hope everybody understands that, but I've. If they, they, they better. And if they don't, then they're they not do, being they there do. waiting for, right. And 
but also friendships and relationships they're they're like um you know it's like paddling a canoe where you like you sometimes you're paddling on one side and sometimes you're paddling on the other and you can't always both be paddling at the same time but the other person picks up you know it's like you you can't be the one steering the boat right now but there's times where i you know the last few years i've had plenty of times where it's like my life's a mess right now for whatever thing i'm going through or trying to pull together and you're the one steering the boat or pulling the way and and that's what a good relationship and a good friendship is about and even at partnerships at work we forget that you know if, in a good partnership you know people are going to have better or worse days and you're just going to pick up the slack for the people you work with and they're going to do the same for you in return where it becomes a problem is when there's always those people that are are those ones that are always making excuses are always needing the slack picked up and that's like well now this isn't a good healthy relationship right but. yeah i guess i just wanted to say that because i want people to know that i am aware that i'm not myself right now and that i hope hope that's going to be okay i'm going back to work so i'm going to try to uh i'm taking the first five days bereavement though oh good that'll give myself just a little bit of space to take care of some business that needs to be taken care of and uh yeah that's good i'm glad you're able to do that well i don't have the official approval but yeah I, i'll get it i'll get it good. all right we still got we still got time what else do you want to talk about well i'd like to talk about the situation with the thing that's going on in the deal with the place and the people, whatever that is, <laughs> remember. <laughs> no, I just, I guess for myself, um, you know, I actually, I brought this up with my therapist on our last session was that it's, I've been in this weird place because I have a lot of things that are going really well. And it's, it's like, I, it feels selfish to be, to feel that way when there's, pain around me and that's you know we had to talk through that where it's like you know I have friends that are hurting and a lot of things going on pretty serious with some different people around me and um and I don't want to not share the good things that I have going on because then that hurts a relationship right like if I you know the the the, the death of a relationship is stopping sharing and so you know that to be aware of not going you saying I'm having a really crappy day and being like I just won the lotto you know yeah. <laughs> right. but at the same time being aware that part of everybody's healing and moving forward is having people not pull away from them and um because like I've got just and when I and, and but part of my thing is so much of when I talk about that it's all business related it's all the things that I've been working on the last few years with my business and like it's starting to get to a point where that feels really good because I can start to pull in other aspects of life where, I mean, I feel like I have a lot of personal fun and stuff too. It's not just business, but whenever people ask what I'm doing, I'm sure people around me are sick of hearing me just talk about my website, my podcast, my this, my that. And that is, sometimes I feel like that's all I'm ever talking about, but that's, that's so much of my focus is going into that right now. Mm -hmm. So. I know I was thinking about this the other day, cause it was like you had another situation came up in your life right after uh, my son died yeah 
And I was talking to Dave and I was like, I go, I go, poor Andy, like he's got things really going really well for him personally right now. And I go, but, um, and I know that he like is trying to like manifest positivity and everything. And I'm, I'm sure that talking to me right now and other situations he's got going on are negatives. And I go, but that's where I know that Andy like isn't going to go like, I'm going to abandon you because you're negative right now. Because I know that if you finally you have to make that choice of like, am I going to be a selfish asshole or not? You know, right? And I, and I knew that you wouldn't. So, but it's like I did think of all this for you. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's it is. It's also interesting too because my my goal and my mission is to help people. So if I'm going well, things are good for me sorry then that's pretty much flies in the face of why i'm doing what i'm doing and so if i can't figure that out and keep keep things positive in one bucket while being compassionate in another then then i'm gonna have a lot of things to figure out Mm -hmm. but it was just very interesting because my my you know i meet with my therapist every few weeks and um and and even though like when I feel really well adjusted, sometimes I go in there and I'm like, I don't know why I'm here today. And then sometimes by the end of it, it's like, oh, we uncovered that thing that yeah. I apparently did <laughs> in a way. But that particular last one was very good timing because it was like that morning of other stuff going on. And it was just like, this is really a weird headspace to be in right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I might even call about some grief counseling or something. I've kind of not wanted to do that because I always wanted to put you in groups and I don't really like listening to other people whine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't like that. Well, and one of the things that makes me nervous about support groups and they, they have a place and I think there's a time where they can get you to a certain area. But sometimes if you stay too much in that space, then it becomes, I feel like it has the opportunity to become um, almost not enabling, but too much of the discussion around, well, this is why we're here. So it, I think it really depends on how the group is led and, and what, make, right. what, what makes and it. Well, and it is a dangerous place to be for a person who has codependency issues sure. yeah. already. So that's, you know, so I, I kind of, but I also feel like, I, I don't know. I think it needs to be suicide specific, first of all. Sure. Because there's just so much. It's like I like I try to explain. It's like it's like I. It's like there's this just blanket of, like imagine like a weighted blanket, but not in a good way. Just like this lead blanket of guilt, mm-hmm. that just all of a sudden now the blue will just cover you up, and you just can't get out of it. It's yeah is what it feels like. And you just don't know when it's going to hit. Right. Like I can, you know, like I can talk and I can feel myself get a little teary. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you don't even know how many times I day I cry in a day. That's fine. I can get through that. But when that other thing happens, it's like sobbing like a mother that just lost her baby. That's, it's just this, oh, and I, you can't that's why I'm kind of giving myself some space before going back to work you know yeah yeah I'm trying to like really like tame that beast but um I just didn't know like you imagine what you think what it's going to be like but 
Yeah, you don't, yeah. you can't. No, and that, that there are just things that there's no preparing for. And there's yeah. no, there's, it's like, you know, as a friend, it's like, I want to say something, but it doesn't matter what I say. Nothing changes anything. Just being here is, I, I want to be as helpful as I can. So like, tell me if I need to like right. eat or something, like whatever, you know, <laughs> like whatever it is. It's like if going to the store helps, if just being here in silence helps. And I think that's where as a friend, we show up and are just like, you know, no, I'm here. How can I help? if you see a way, but don't feel like you have to, you know, assign something either. Cause then sometimes, right, giving, right. you know, giving you more stuff to have to deal with makes it worse too. <laughs> oh, but. speaking of rubbing feet the other night at Odd Otter. Okay. Please don't ask. By the way. <laughs> I was, no, I was wearing sandals and I do have these, this one mostly gross old lady toenail that like is disgusting. I mean, I had a polish on it and I like, but I saw the girl that was working there looking at my feet and I was like, you bitch. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> so I'm sure she was thinking about my gross old lady. It might I, not have been. It might, she might've just been noticing the color of my toenail polish, but I'm like, oh, she's looking at my toenail. You know, you know it's funny too, how, um, how we become self, so self-aware that, People are like, oh, I never noticed that. And I'm like, you're just saying that to be nice or whatever. But I'm, I'm just like, how could you not? This is like, you know, it'll be like, you could have the smallest little freckle that you're self-conscious about, like right here. And it's like, I have a dot on my face. How do you not know? And every time, you know, and then I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, don't patronize me by acting like you don't see this thing. And in your head, it's like this big. Uh, but, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well. That is. I don't know what to do. Oh, Saturday, we got to go hook up with the car. But I like, I feel like I should go see a show this weekend or go do something, but I don't know yeah. what or where. So if you have a great show coming or anywhere, let me know. I could maybe go see you. And the other thing I wanted to say was nobody's probably still watching. There's, probably, <laughs> there's nobody watching this right now. Uh, but if you're watching this and you are really good at marketing shows and getting butts in seats, I want to pick your brain. So talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, and I don't mean like someone that's been doing this six months because we all have that beginner's luck. Uh, my shows were all standing room only when I first started. I mean, someone who's got some longevity and has been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. and uh, knows how to get butts and seats. I need to learn that because I'm good at many things and that's not one of them. Yeah, and that is the tricky thing with anything. You know, it's like you learn the skill of or the talent side of being a comedian and doing that thing, but there's a the whole business side. Like, how do you get booked? How do you have your marketing in place? How do you manage your social media? What all should you be putting out there? How do you get people into the room? What should you be charging? Um, that was something I've been doing the speaking thing for five years and, and coaching. And it's taken me until now to feel confident in where, where things are. And I still have so much to learn, right. but I feel like I finally have the right base 
but now it's same thing. Like there are certain events I want to put on. It's like, well, now I got to learn that. And how do I... It's like, well, damn it's, it. great. It, it's great to constantly be learning things, but it would be nice sometimes if you already knew stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also to be able to learn something, put it in place and see some results from it. So mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Like, I, I met up with somebody, we did a workshop where we talked about this, or I got some, some advice or ideas. I put it in place and I got 20% more people or a full room or whatever it was like that I could tell a difference. I'm just looking, it's like, it's like your head and you are like this big and my head is like ginormous. And I, I mean, we know my body's bigger, but it's just funny. Yeah, next time I should probably... Uh adjust the camera a little bit so that we're a little bit more evenly it's like whenever dave and i get our picture taken together i'm always like get behind me otherwise it looks like i got a giant head you know so yeah it's like that whoever is holding the get cell in front of me in the group pictures you know the, the whoever's in the front is the big head person yeah <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go uh put some food in my big head so yum i think i might do that same thing I think we got a rotisserie chicken and some salad. It sounds delightful. So Okay, well, I would like to talk to you later. And everybody else, you make sure that you come back next week for another episode of Scrutiny with Sherry and Andy. Bye.